right, we're back. Episode 43 of Cap and Trade. I am your host, Texans Cap. You can follow me on Twitter at Texans Cap. This is the Cap and Trade YouTube channel. Joined by, once again, Mr. Landry Locker of 610 Radio and the Locker Room of YouTube. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Watson week, baby. Watson week. Watson week. Means a lot of things. Thought we were going to get a little press conference today. Didn't get it. That was... That was quite a surprise. I mean, they kind of just dropped that in at the last second to say, "Oh, eh, Watson's not going to be on today." And I, I don't, I really didn't know what to think about that. I thought, I thought that was kind of an interesting move. You know, you can't only hide him from the media for so long, and I don't foresee it being any better or worse doing it this week or next week or whenever he's made available to the media. Why not just yeah. get it over with, rip the bandaid off, have him answer the questions, and 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 move on. There's a lot. I actually put out a YouTube video, uh, Locker Room on YouTube, talking about this, kind of trying to make sense of it. And I, the thing that's the most confusing about it is I, I don't know why they didn't just say, you know, that they weren't going to have him up there yesterday. You know, if you weren't going to do it, like regardless of the why and, you know, there's there's different point of views from maybe what the organization is thinking, what he's thinking, uh, et cetera. But if you were going to do it, the, the one thing that I didn't even really say there, and sometimes you just stuff kind of simmers when you get away from the moment and you haven't been, you know, talking for six hours. Um, if they were going to do it, they should have just said it yesterday, you know, because it's no secret that the quarterback for the Browns speaks on Wednesdays. Like it's been that way for a long, long time. And if they weren't going to do it, they, they probably just should have said it yesterday instead of all these media people getting ready for it. And then all of a sudden you send out a list and it says Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, Stefanski, and whoever else. That's the only confusing thing to me. I'm sure they have their reasons. Uh, I'm not saying those reasons are right. Um, but they, they probably should have just made that announcement, you know, yesterday instead of today. That would have been that would have been my advice if they felt this was the right strategy <laughs> yeah not only yeah it's yesterday or some kind of notice not not an hour before before the media part so and Stefanski even said you'd have to ask them <laughs> wasn't my idea like I, they asked Stefanski and he said you'd have to ask the PR staff that's uh, their field they okay. pulled they pulled it they pulled the rug out yeah I mean, yeah, it's it is what it is. I mean, he's going to eventually have to face the, face the questions, and and there'll be a lot of difficult questions, and see if he can navigate it. Uh, I can kind of understand it from the Browns PR standpoint, considering his last two efforts behind the microphone were were not very well done. Um, hopefully, he's learned a little bit of PR lesson and, and can answer those questions. Brian Bernie commenting on Jake Trotter's post and stuff like that. Like it's just like these guys just can't really help themselves. Yeah, you know, Quincy Avery's doing interviews with. Uh, Mary Kay, which it was a pretty good uh, column, um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't know if they can really, they can really uh, help themselves uh, when it comes to, you know, handling these types of things. Yeah, it. Well, it is a big week, regardless. You know, him returning back to the NFL, returning back to Houston, first week back. A lot of uh, curious to see what fans that which fans that do show up, how how the presentation is going to be. I, I suspect a lot of boos and. And uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get too bad. But you know, it's just been it, it's just kind of a cap off of a a rough seven days for from from a Houston standpoint altogether. From the sides, you know, the mistakes of of handling the QB situation last week, and then 
Lovey getting testy again on Sunday. You know, I, I can understand a little bit of the testiness on Sundays. He's seen, you know, coming off multiple, you know, back-to-back-to-back, five losses in a row now, getting blown out for the first half of this game and against Miami. And arguably he's going to be frustrated, but when he starts getting that testy, you know, behind the microphone, even on a Sunday, not holding your composure, it's it feels like it's almost starting to wear a little bit on the media group as a whole. You know, it's just because well, he looks like him. He looks like he looks. I mean, it should be wearing on him. Like I, I actually kind of feel sorry for how stupid he looks. And 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 I don't I don't like to use the word stupid, uh, but he he looks. I mean, he looks silly. Like and and he looks silly today uh, because. You know, he basically unsolicited comes out, and this is a week after he makes a big deal yeah. about, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to announce Kyle Allen. I'm not going to announce uh, the, the the starting quarterback, despite the fact that on Monday he's the one that said a change was coming. I'm not going to announce that because it would give a competitive advantage. And then he goes out there and basically says that Stingley's not playing. Uh, and that, I think I think that's what he said. I mean, Stingley wasn't practicing. He, he basically said Stingley's not playing today. Uh, it's going to be hard to cover Amari without Stingley. So he goes up there a week after doing what he did last year and going up there and doing this, um, I don't understand why he's, I, I, I don't, I don't know how you could get mad at Brooks Cabina unless you're just not, unless you're just trying to take advantage of someone that seems like you can pick on him. I, and I know I, I haven't really, I haven't really taken that angle, but like if you ever talk to Brooks Cabina, it's a very, very mild mannered guy. Uh, I, I don't even think I could imagine Brooks Cabina really getting mad. He always asks the right question. He works his ass off. He's there before any other reporter. He stays longer than any other reporter. He always plays the hits. Like it almost it almost seems like he just wants to try to be a bully to Brooks Cabina because he thinks it's like an easy, easy target. And, and maybe I'm out of line there, but regardless of uh, of why, he just looks silly because he doesn't – like, you could at least understand why Bill O'Brien was pissed off. Like, you could understand the line of it. I'm, I'm going to defend my division titles. Um, you guys don't respect how hard it is to win. Um, AFC South champs, all that. Like, you could follow it. Lovey Smith can't even follow – he can't even be a jerk and make sense while doing so. And that's that's the problem. And the other thing is he's really not that good of a coach. Like I I, I mean he was good for this year and I don't I'm not saying that he's like bad, but he's not that he's not that good of a coach. Like if Belichick treats you like that, oh damn, okay. Well, you know, it's it's Bill Belichick or something like that. But like he's really not that good of a coach. He doesn't have that good of a resume, especially in the last decade or whatever, to where you know, he should be talking down like that. And I think that's why you saw, like, DJ kind of jump in uh, and ask the t- uh, the two a follow-up question uh, because for whatever reason, Lovey just sees – I mean, I, it, it just seems like he just has some sort of thing against Brooks, and I don't know if it's just an easy target thing or whatever, but he just looks – he just looks silly up there, really, and he, and he doesn't he doesn't come across as someone that it can even follow his line of thinking of being ticked off, and it's it's awkward it's awkward to watch. It's almost as awkward as watching him call uh, basically a prevent defense on third and eleven uh, in that second half where he was so proud of himself. Uh, yeah, it, it's rough. It's a it's a yeah. rough watch. He he was one. yeah, and it's been mentioned multiple times. He was he was a good person for the start of the season and get kind of the organization and get the team back going, but and get them through, like you were saying, get them through the mud. But it's, it's become very clear that 
he just needs to be replaced after this year. And it things have escalated very quickly in the past two or three weeks. And then his his handling of 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 the media stints is just another another piece of that puzzle of why he shouldn't be the coach. And hopefully, you know, hopefully the team can find a way forward. And you know, whatever it is for Lovey, you know, I'm sorry, but this team needs a more modern coach. Okay, this cover two all day long, not even using the personnel correctly. You know, you got your fourth overall pick who still hurt, but when he is playing, playing completely away from his style of play that made him one of the best cornerbacks in 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 the college football league. So it's just frustrating. You you put all those pieces together and you just see no path forward with him. No path forward with with anyone on this coaching staff not named Frank Ross. And you know, it's just kind of disappointing, and you see, you see the reflection in the record one nine and one. I mean, it's not getting any better. You try to find a spark with Kyle Allen. I don't think he's really much better than Davis Mills. We'll get into that in a little bit later, but you, you, it's just nothing is working. This team is not bought in. It seems like the locker room is getting a little bit worse week by week, and this team's just going to have to go through another major overhaul again next year from the coaching staff and from the roster and it's just gonna it's just putting the rebuild step a step back you know when you're is supposed it, to be taking two steps forward you know it's it feels it like another reason gonna put you back that much well I, maybe not a step back but it's definitely you're you stop the progress that you were building of what? on of what though of what you I were built. I mean, you have a new quarterback, anyways. You, you assume there'd be a new one. I, I don't think. Maybe, maybe I'm just not phrasing it correctly, but I just feel like it's you're dele- you've dele- you've maybe it's you feel like you've wasted another year. How about that? I mean, it's not if you hire the right coach. I mean, yeah. we've seen coaches come in and and have immediate success. Yeah, you see it in New York, and you know you see it in, in Miami. Yeah, Miami, and you you, you know it it easily can be done, and. Hopefully that's what Houston and what Cancera can find. I don't. I certainly don't know all the behind behind the scenes of this last head coach hire. We have all our. Yeah, you do. We have all of. <laughs> yeah, you do. Don't act. Don't act new. Come on. You know. You know. Well, you know. let's put this. We're not going to talk. We're not going to get into the details of it. But the point is, is that I I really hope that Casario can really be the one that makes the decision this time around, and. That's assuming you know, I and Casario himself is getting on the hot seat for 2023, and if things don't go right in 2023, I think we might have a new GM after that. So it's just, it's getting really, it's getting really frustrating for the fans. It's getting really frustrating to continue to talk about the same thing over and over. And I was listening to a podcast today on the Athletics Football Show, and they were talking about the Texans, and and it was very disappointing hearing it. You know, it's, they were saying that they're. There's nobody can feel what direction this team is going to go. What what kind of team do they want to be? What who what's their identity? Anything like that, and it makes sense. Nobody knows what this team is going to be because we have no clue what the future is going to be. And there's a million different paths forward for 2023. So I guess we can look at it from a positive light from that standpoint. But, I mean, it's just this past week, just another blowout. And you go in against Miami, who just Mike, – Mike McDaniel's offense just tore apart Lovey's defense, just picking spaces left and right, shifting the linebackers all over the field with motion, 
confusing. I mean, we saw the stat today that Miami is the second highest team with pre-snap, pre-snap motion, and it just threw this defense all over the place. And they were just picking apart, finding the open holes. And you hope you can kind of find something like that next year. Maybe it's a Shanahan system, maybe it's somebody else, but it's just got to be a more modern modern coaching staff at this point, it seems like, because you don't see the offensive line getting any better. The defense is regressing. It, it's just there's nothing improving from the start of the year. There's no no development, it feels like, with the younger players either. No, and it's – I mean, I, I don't think it's, you know, set back too much if you bring in a new staff, especially if you hire the right one. Um, but the player development is an issue, and, you know, part of the reason I don't want to see Stingley anymore is I want to I want to be careful, and I don't want to see him in this system, man. Like, it's just not I, – I, I don't – it's not a good – it's not good to to even have to watch him out there in this system. And I mean, just just go watch that third and eleven if you just want to see what this system is. Like that was that was just that was bad, man. That was just just really really bad. And I, it's not shocking. Like I don't think too many people are shocked uh, by it, but. It's just rough. They gotta they gotta figure some stuff out. Yeah. I will say though, I do think that you know, I don't. Do you think Nick had like full control of the staff? Like, no, no. I, is I, it possible Levy Smith wasn't even like his guy, and maybe it was like someone else's, and then he just kind of had to make it work a little bit. This is kind of my feeling on it It, that you know all the other external factors that led them to shifting to lovey smith and it i feel like lovey getting here in the first place because lovey was basically here before collie oh you're okay we're going back two years okay yeah because lovey seems like he was might have been like the dream scenario because of his relationship with mccown was lovey's going to come in and be the dc and then eventually it's going to be yeah mccown and I don't know whose idea that was. I mean, it's it's actually it's kind of discouraging to know that that was, you know, that maybe the outer factors would have been able to, you know, make decisions like that. But they're not here anymore. So maybe maybe that's like one thing where I can kind of throw you some slack, I guess, <laughs> if you can follow what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I really don't know. I don't really have a sense of two years ago. I have a better sense of this past year. And I just, if if twenty if the year before was anything like this past past hiring cycle, I feel like McNair has got to back out, back off a little bit. And obviously, Jack's not around, so Should give be, yeah. give give Casario full full shot at picking his guy. This is your last chance. Better get it right, or everybody's gone again. You know, a lot of it goes back to the to the lawsuit. Uh, we believe, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't if I'm like having to defend that? If I'm the Dolphins, I'm gonna I'm just gonna play that to a confession about basically <laughs> hating his life and hating himself from last year and how he's revived himself with Mike McDaniel to to like counter that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that dude. That dude is a treat, man. I just it's so funny watching him and. You know, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago where he was on the sidelines where he told Justin Fields to stop scrambling. And then this past week, he's cracking with two on the on the radio saying uh, Georgia is the best SEC team. And 
And then you see the opposite, you know, you, you see the funny anecdotes of him, but then you see the opposite honest side clip of where he was talking about uh, identifying to his, you know, his plays, man. the mental, the mental hurdles that he had to go through to get to a back after dealing with Brian Flores, who basically just tore him down to nothing. And then Mike McDaniel is bringing him back up and you, and you see it in his play and his demeanor on and off the field. And, you know, it's just, it's just really cool to see something like that go down. And, you know, Mike, Mike McDaniel's a, a great person for that as well, because he's, he's dealt with those kind of adversities with his life as well, with his alcohol, alcoholism and all those things. So, you know, he's got some good players too. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's no, definitely, no, he does. it's a talent. Uh, yeah. He's talent well, rich. Let's not act like Tua was like <laughs> Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Like, no, they, it's, there was a, there's a clear, there's a clear, clear, clear impact that he had. Yeah, no, it's, it's everything. And I mean, it's, that roster was already in good shape before he got there and then bringing in Tyreek Hill and, you know, and then trading for Chubb and bringing in some additional defensive line. It's, it's been just a, it's just a good roster top to bottom and on a, on top of a good coaching staff. So at this point they're, they're a good, strong team. Will they be a team that can go deep into the playoffs? I think is going to be the next, next hurdle, next hurdle for them. So, We'll see. And I mean, but yeah, just another horrific loss and down 30 at whatever point it was. And I think I saw you the like that second half, right? Love you yeah, like that second half. Yeah. Yeah. Did a lot of positive things there. You know, when the team goes just like Kyle Allen, who wanted to have, who finally gave some honesty saying, you know, the team went into prevent mode and allowed them to dink and dunk down the field. So that's how they able to get some positive things together. And, you know, I, I appreciate the honesty of him. I do appreciate yeah. Kyle Allen at least yeah. like bringing some light to the BS. Yeah, not so much coach speak and oh man, it's it's just getting frustrating for him. And you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. It Cleveland's bringing in a a defense that's you know good on paper, but just doesn't seem to be able to perform up to they can't stop the run. Yeah, that's so what they're twenty third in run defense this year and. So actually, might see Damian Pierce actually get back to his old ways. You sure? Maybe. Hey, might not see Rex Burkhead this weekend. So he's in a concussion protocol. So maybe maybe we'll see some Eno Benjamin, uh, Dario Gumbawale out there get some carries. We'll see. Right, okay. I was close. I thought. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah. So there. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how how much of the playbook is available for Watson. And and how rusty he is coming back, but he, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm you know he stays in stays in shape afterwards, and you know during the off season during the suspension time, and he's been back practicing for what three weeks now, so it's not like it's not like it's unknown. It's not like he's walking in day of. So, oh man, let's see what kind of comments are going. So. If you're listening, man, that in, was a depressing. That was a depressing sigh. After yeah, that, it is. Gracious. It's rough. It's rough. you know. It's you know, like My just goodness, as Cap. there's not much talk okay. about the team. Yeah, I'm good. There's not much talk about the team, and then and then I was uh, listening to another little bit of a podcast on the way home with Dane Bugler, and he was talking about they're throwing their initial mock draft and just breezed right through the Texans like two seconds. Oh yeah, Bryce Young. If that's who Casario wants, that's who blah blah blah. Moving on. And just nobody wants to talk about the Texans. And I, I get it. 
they're the worst team in the in the league. But you know, it'd be uh, yeah. be nice to get a little more exposure. Maybe once the season's over. But yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice, man. Some excitement. You know, <laughs> maybe you know. Maybe yeah, as yeah. as Sam Blum says here, six more weeks. Yep, that's That'd be all right. Yeah, be okay. Be worse. Well, that's if it's good yeah. Browns. Got yeah. the Cows, got the Chiefs, yeah. got some division games. So, yeah, I mean, you see, I, I see there where I see even Texans Twitter is starting to kind of go at each other a little bit. So, and I like it. I like the passion. Shout out. To well, there's you. A, if you want to be obnoxious? Go at it. There's, there's be some good back and forth, some good discussion. Do it, man. Go at each other. Y'all need to be there. There's people that aren't even like doing it. So go at it. Have have fun. constructive, constructive. No, do whatever you got to do. There's you know there's some guys that want to. Don't want to shoot slugs, shoot slugs. Go yeah. at it. Have fun. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Just be creative. Be funny. Oh, um, no. Creative passionate. was creative was was on the timeline this evening with somebody mentioning Just say it. buying Just say a it. it was I think it was Rivers Creeks. <laughs> that blew me up the other night. Uh oh, it's like, called him yeah. Creeks. Talking Rivers about. is covering the team again. Is that, I'm, no, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I, don't I like know. his reading. I don't know, but is he? Did he take some time off? He's back. I'm not sure. He would just. He had mentioned. Uh, he, put, he, he had a, a, a buying a buying taking Russell taking Russell Wilson's contract in exchange for Denver sending their first round pick, which is owned by San Francisco. New. No. Oh, so he didn't even. He wasn't even aware of that. Yeah, that's what happens when you just can pick and choose when you cover a team and you try to come in, man. It, it, it can get through you. I don't have that luxury, but, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of comments coming wasn't in. Wasn't he we'll, mad because he was, like, stealing videos or something? Yeah, te- supposedly the Texans kind of got on to him a little bit, so he just said, fine, I won't cover y'all anymore. Oh, I'm sure they're devastated. Yes, I know. Yeah, he's a good writer though. Yeah, no, he is. He's he's, he's good. good yeah, he works for football outsiders. Oh, I, I didn't know that he was writing again. I know he wrote that one column. I didn't yeah. know he was writing again. I think it was just the occasional drive-by tweet kind of thing. Oh, okay. But uh, no, no. But uh, appreciate everybody listening in. We got a lot of comments coming in here on on the YouTube channel, and uh, got some folks over on on Twitter Spaces listening in. So if you got any questions, comments. You know, throw, them, throw the comment up, or you can tweet at the show, or you can hit that mic on, that mic icon on the bottom left of your screen and and hit the request button and bring your question to the show as well. We'll try to cover as much as we can tonight. Uh, let's just kind of go through some of the comments here. Bring Derek Carr home from Tony. Man, that's a I, I don't know about that one. Let's it, one. That's so. We don't. We don't need to talk about that yet. No, it's a little early for that. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. The only the only one talks enough to fix this team is Bill O'Brien. Ironically, <laughs> oh, these comments are golden already. What happened to the O line coach from Green Bay? I don't even know if he got another job. He might be in college rank somewhere. James Campin. Yeah, but he was bad. He was just bad here. Is Warhop good? No. Yeah, I'm making. I mean, I don't know. I just. I mean, I'm, I. I don't. Maybe he doesn't have a lot to work with. I just didn't. I he's just, got. I'm. I'm not talking about an O line coach next year. I'm, and I didn't do it this year. Uh, with with Warhop, I'm not. I'm not doing that again. Why? What do you mean? I just don't. I just don't need to. Like, I just. We'll see if if you're good, you're good, and then we'll address it. But I'm not breaking down like an O line coach anymore. 
Oh, I'm just not doing that. I've done that too much. <laughs> no, you just got to count on the team to to bring somebody in who's going to be. Unless you hire like a Bill Callahan, you know, like some of those. Munchak, like, like, yeah, yeah, like like like, like that is like an all time great. I'm yeah. Just okay, we'll see what happens. No, I mean you've got three three players with first round first round pedigree on that offensive line with a with a decent middle of the road veteran and whoever it is at center, but. They they've got to improve the offensive line, obviously, but personnel standpoint. But it's just it's. I say he's not a good coach because it's gotten worse every week, and you, not just with Kenyon Green, but the offensive line as a whole is regressing every week. We're we are we at least me were hoping for a middle of the pack offensive line this year, and they started out that way. First three or four weeks, they were they were a middle of the pack, you know, top fifteen offensive line and whatever metric you want to look at, but each week it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And that's that's my point with the whole roster. Just every segment of this team is just getting worse and worse every week. And that's just a straight up reflection of the often of the coaching staff. And that's why they've gotta gotta go. And you know, I don't see any reason why to bring them back. And I think pretty much most of most of the fan base is kind of moving that direction now. And I think there was some folks that were fine would keep him around maybe one or two weeks into the season, but man, it's just gone downhill <laughs> quickly every week with this team. And, you know, I don't know how much longer they're going to go after Lovey. I feel like, like I said, most of the fan base has resigned to him moving on. And I feel like the next villain is going to be Nick Casario. It's, you know, two or three weeks into the season, this, all oh, this draft class is great you know fantastic job and now it's stingley can't find the field can't get on the field kenning green is getting whooped every week Jalen pitry is missing tackles every week you know brevin jordan can't is now inactive every single week and it's now it's starting to shift that that target starting to shift over to nick casario so it's going to be interesting to how to see how that is managed in the in the coming weeks to the end of the season yeah pierce is a 1b I mean, I, we were getting a little ahead of ourselves. He's a one B. You, you got to have another. You got to have another good back uh, with Pierce. Yes. Um, uh, and I, I think the scheme, um, Petrie and Derek Stingley, Lovey's not going to use those guys. The you know to to the best of their right. abilities. Although right. you know there there have been sparks. So um, yeah, I mean it's it, it is Nick Casario time. Um, you've been through the mud, and then. That's where that's where you really judge um, success. I mean, really, um, this is this is going to be one of the most critical off seasons um, that that we'll witness in a in a long time. And I'm I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the game on Sunday. And that's really that's really all you can say about you know Lovey. Lovey is just uh, the the thought of Lovey Smith coming back next year is just depressing man like it is just depressing because i don't know man it's just the the you know it's not going to get any better so there's well it could get better and then there'll be like the well they improved this many games you know like just like he says when he talks about tampa bay well you know we won four more games than you know before and all that type of stuff i mean it's just there's no, I don't. It's funny because you know what the you know what the funniest thing about it, and I don't want to I don't want to completely judge Casario for this because, um, 
this is a different year than moving forward. So I don't want to act like this is like a Nick Casario mindset or anything. But it's just funny how, like, when he talks and stuff, he likes to say, like, you know, there's some nuance to it. Or, you know, there's nuance and all this. I don't think I've ever watched and listened to an NFL coach talk with less nuance than Lovey Smith. Like, because seriously, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, we got to run the ball this many times and it doesn't matter if there's guys in the, in the box, that's the way you do it. You got to run in the box and you know, we got to do this and this and this and this, like the, the tanking people look pretty like, the people who are saying like this is a uh, a tank, a calculated tank, you know, if you're laying out a case there, the fact that Lovey Smith has such little nuance as a head coach, and Casario seems to be a guy who's like got nuance in Costco bulk, it does kind of it does just kind of make you laugh a little bit, doesn't it? Like, because I'm I'm never gonna say that Nick Casario is not smart, and I'm never gonna say that he doesn't like look into the gray area. I can only imagine like what's going on in that smart brain of his, but it, like. Lovey's Lovey's like grasp. Did you hear what he said to Brooks today? No, bro. I pulled this. Uh, what time was it? I have like a time. Score. I didn't get a chance to to look at the transcripts right. or I think I files. Can, I, think I, I think I can actually share it. I'll go. I'll go get it and I'll uh, I'll pull it up. But he was he was talking about facing guys in the box. Um, he was talking about the. Uh, you know, like how obviously because the Texans can't throw the ball that, you know, they're, they're seeing all these fronts, right? You know, like mm-hmm. they have, they have, you know, an extra guy in the box. There's, there's eight, nine guys in the box. Here is, here, let me, let me pull this up and share it. Um, I got it right here. Um, this is Lovey Smith talking about, talking about that. Um, here, here's Lovey Smith talking about extra guys in the box. Here you go. Uh, he's been he's a great college player. Oh, got struck you know, by an ad. Yeah, whatever. Advertising. Pay the bills. <laughs> Pay the bills. Feels weird. Damn you guys. Yeah. Come on. That was a good show too. Here we go. You know, you look at his bank account. He's getting paid. All right, this is. is the this is the competitive so challenge. So this yeah. is funny right here. That was the case last week. That's life in the NFL, too. Um, you know, our guys desk. He just said we're going to guard guys without Derek. So, okay, so you just gave away your competitive advantage. Yeah, we talked about that, you know. That's... So there's that. So here's the here's the, the Damian Pierce thing. Uh, I'm going to say that's been the case since game one. Dude, what are we doing, Texans? <sighs> uh, defensively, you can always get an extra guy in the box. Every snap. And for running football teams, that's life in NFL. What? Um, Yes, there's been great interior defensive linemen we play uh, most of the year. Uh, We're going to play very good ones this week also. So, again, we've been dealing with that. We've got to find a way to uh, still run the football under those circumstances. What? So, 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 first of all, he says that 
that's life in the NFL. Uh, you're going to have an extra man in the box when you're a running team. Not true. If you have a good quarterback, that's yeah. not that's not true. And then he says we're going to have to find a way to run it anyways. What do you mean we're going to have to find a way to run it anyways? Like if they're just sitting there, what does that mean? Is that what is that like a Pep Hamilton order or something like that? <laughs> I don't, I mean that's that's the old school mentality. Like like we've talked about over and over on this show. You know, he sticks with the same defense, doesn't want to change. It's it's execution over scheme. And this is the same thing here. If you execute, no matter how many men they have in the box, if you execute, you'll be able to run the ball. No. You have to adjust for what you have in front of you. And you've got eight men in the box, and you need to start throwing the ball, but they don't have a quarterback that can do that. So teams are just loading up on them and going to pr- make this team prove that they can throw the ball. got to do it anyways? What does that mean? Yeah. Got to do it. It, that's what we are, Landry. Our running football I mean, I'm not team. Saying, like, I'm not. I'm not talking about like the the ultra check quarterback where if it's third and one and there's an extra guy in the box, you check out into a pass. I think that you kind of get a little bit robotic when you start doing stuff like that. But I mean, if over the course of a game it's clear that you're not going to be able to run the rock, you're going to have to figure yeah. something out. Yeah, I mean, Pep's that's not, not life. adjusting. That's no. not life no. for no. every running team. No, Pep's not, not adjusting. Lovey's not adjusting. It's feels like a a ten year old scheme out there on the field trying to fit within today's NFL world, it is. and it is. and it just trying to put a square peg in a round hole. And and it was the same thing in uh, Illinois. It was the same thing in Tampa yep. Bay. It was really kind of the same thing. Yep. In the middle of the Chicago stuff. So yeah, that's what it is. But you know, I'm not really tripping on it. In, as long as it's not next year, because next year I think expectations go up a little bit uh, with the off season. So yeah, I mean, you would hope. I mean, this team there was some some expectations that this team might be slightly better than the four win team that they had last year, but you know it's gone backwards again. So hopefully, hopefully we can uh, see some progression. So unexpected truth says I'm in no way a cap wizard, but I'm not a cap wizard. But according to the team, just look it up. They can have upwards of seventy million in cash, which is just a few cuts. But that's before a tonsil extension. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that they'll be able to get up to that number. Um, you know, like I said, like I've mentioned here before, they they're going to assign some of their their future players, their practice squad players, to future contracts after the season's over, and that's gonna that's gonna eat in probably. Seven to t- seven to nine million. So that forty-eight million that you see on over the cap right now, that's already going to drop down to thirty-eight. But yeah, there's there's some moves that can be made. Let me see if I can do this. All right. So y'all can see that. So this is the calculator on on overthecap.com and in twenty twenty-three. So. Like I said, they're at forty-eight million. Getting wild now. Yeah, so we'll play a little fun. So Eric Murray, right? He's going to be cut, right, Landry? There's, you sure? I don't know. They like them some Eric Murray. He might retire his jersey. <laughs> we'll go ahead and release old Mister Murray. Thank you. Bye bye. Kirksey Hughes. Is Kirksey going to get cut? I think they're going to stick him around. Reeves Maven is going to keep Kirko around. Depth. Oh my god! Okay. 
Mario Addison. He's from 36. Justin Britt. wants to go. Justin That's Britt's out. We'll say Mario Addison sure? out. Are you sure he's not going to come back? He's going to retire at the rate that he's going. And then after that, it's really getting into all the younger players. There's really not much. No savings down in there. So where are we at? Let's see what kind of number. So that's at sixty million. So probably about fifty million if you if you make those few kind of moves, and then obviously you get into the yeah. If you we'll do a trade on him then. So trade submit. Yeah. So there's your seventy number. You're gonna have to eat some of that cooks. Yeah, it's gonna be the. It's that's gonna be the the. the balance, the ba- like that more often that you just did. Yeah, we will. I was, that's going to be a lot of the off-season stuff right there. I accounted for Kirk seeing Collins being gone. Collins, which Collins? Obviously, he's talking about Malik, but I don't think he's gone. Uh, uh-uh. uh no. Um, yeah, no, we'll we'll do a lot of more of that kind of stuff in the in the off-season for sure. But yeah, I think with with Cooks, it's going to be that balancing act of if it's just a straight up trade without eating any of the money, then it's probably like a six rounder ish. If Houston can take on some of that eighteen million dollars in cash as a signing bonus, then that you can probably bring that draft compensation up to like a fourth. If you say you take on six million, six seven million of of the eighteen million, so that's just going to increase that debt that dead cap number, but. Yeah, it, it, all signs point to point to them moving Cooks next year and not getting anywhere close to the value that they had on the table at the trade deadline, unfortunately, which we got into pretty heavily a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. Landry, get U2 premium. Okay. Me? I have U2 premium. Then why were you getting ads? Oh, on the ad, oh the YouTube ads. Oh, I don't know. It might be because of the stream. I don't know. Oh, it doesn't happen on mine. Hmm. Get StreamYard Premium. Hey, donation jar is wide open. Yeah. yeah. Blake StreamYard Cashman Premium. got an extension. I guess he means he needs an extension. Blake Cashman looked really good earlier in the season, but his last few weeks has been a little rough for him. Um. Let's see here. What coach really come in and work with Nick knowing? He wouldn't have full control picking staff players. So that's a good question. So we'll get Landry's take on this one. So what's it going to take to hire, a, you know, like a D'Amico Ryans? I mean, what kind of questions would he have coming in here? I mean, he's got to know what 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 direction's going to be had at number one draft pick, what direction's going to be had for free agency. That's what any coach would want to know coming in here. But, yeah, but what kind of – what kind of working relationship are they going to have with Casario? Is it going to be top, you know, Casario down to him, or is it more a coordinator effort? And, you know, you already seen what happened the last couple of coaches, and that it's a fair point. You know, what kind of coach would want to come in here and work with Nick Casario? I don't know. Um, I, I think the assets just on the surface are very appealing. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. very appealing. I think – you know, this whole, oh. like, oh, well, they fired, and McLean's has said this, uh, they uh, they fired two guys consecutively in one year, 
that makes it unappealing. I actually think it makes it more appealing because they're 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 going to, to the next guy they bring in is going to be a long term hope. Uh, I don't I don't I think Nick Casario would be able to work with somebody. I just don't know, you know, who wants to work with him. I don't know. I, I don't I don't I think not having Easterby in the building helps. Uh, but I I have no idea. I don't know what Nick wants. I don't know what these guys want. I don't know. Like, who would you think? Like, if you had to guess, um, let's say that Lovey's gone. If you had to guess the five candidates that you you think would, if you had to pick five candidates, who do you think would be the guys Casario would like? I don't even know if I could name five people yet. I haven't really I dove say, into it yet. I mean, I don't know if D'Amico would be. Would be one to be willing the the Carolina coach. So, but I don't think so. Yeah, the Carolina coach, um, maybe Kafka up in New York. Kafka, I think, would get some consideration. Um, I think that Gerard Mayo would. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's one name that I was that I I was. Gerard Mayo would have a strong chance. Yeah, Um, maybe the offensive coordinator up in Seattle is getting starting to get a little bit of attention as well. um, With the with the work that they put in with Geno Smith this year. And man, I, I just honestly haven't really dove into it enough to know who who would always be some quality candidates. I know Tom Pelissero, Tom Pelissero put out a article that had quite a few. It wasn't in that list. Had lo- a lot of names in that list. That's the problem. I think it yeah. Was like 750. <laughs> yeah. So that'll. I I just can't answer the question, Landry. I just don't know enough people. You got you got any names? Yeah, I would say Kafka. I, I mean, and again, these are guesses. I would say Gerard Mayo reemerges. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Bubba Ventron got an interview. I know that's random. I uh, just wouldn't be completely shocked by it. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kafka would be one of the guys to look out for, and I like him. I, I think I think he's a real. I think he does a pretty good job. Um, I know they liked him a lot in Kansas City. Um, the D'Amico dream, I just don't – I don't really know if that's the case, but I would look out for, like, the Gerard Mayos. Yeah, I think um, and I think, um, I think D'Amico is going to be very choosy, very picky of where he, he wants to go. Yeah, and obviously he should. Yeah, he's going to be probably at the top of the list of many of many, uh, many lists out there. So, I mean, he, he had options last year, and he chose to go back to San Francisco because he just didn't find a situation that he really liked. So, yeah, he – may not have any interest in Houston for all we know. So we'll see a little bit of breaking news out there that the fine folks here on YouTube comment section, let us know. Aaron Wilson tweeted out Blake Cashman has received a one year contract extension with the Houston Texans. He was slated to be a, a free agent next year. Uh, he came over in the trade with New York giants. I mean, New York, New York jets this past off season. I think they sent what a six round pick for him. And now has signed a one-year extension. No word on the amount or anything like that as of yet. But uh, yeah, there we go. Nick Nick Serio doing a little bit of work. That you know, that's typical of him to do those small one-year, one-year uh, type of extensions. And you know, same with Burkhead and and uh, Tremont Smith last year. So you know, I, I don't imagine this being too big of a number. He was on a minimum salary, nine hundred sixty-five thousand this year. So, you know, probably two or three million in new money next year between this year and next year. See what kind of signing bonus he had. Team didn't really have a whole lot of cap space to work with, so 
We'll see if it's a smaller smaller signing bonus, or maybe they shifted some money as a roster bonus the first part of next year, and then we had Blake Cashman's got some swag, man. Yeah, yeah. If he were good, <laughs> if he were good, he'd, he'd be a star. <laughs> no, I mean, like it, uh, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. If he were like really, really, really good, I'm, I'm not taking. No, that, I understand. Like, I, I understand like what you're saying. Team. Yeah, he would. But if he were just like, if he were just like a stud, stud dude, mm-hmm. he's got like professional wrestler type swag. Like he's loud. He's got. He's uh. He's got, he's got some swag, man. Yeah. Over on the OTC evaluation tool, it had him at a 2.9 million APY value. So we'll see if it comes in around that number. Hopefully, we'll get some details the next day or two, and I'll then I'll try to dive into whatever details coming out of that. Excuse me. But yeah, Casario doing a little bit of work, getting out there. I really didn't peg anybody as extension candidates. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I, there was talk of Tavier Thomas being an extension candidate before he got hurt, and they were already kind of extent. Uh, they had exchanged offers before during the preseason, but uh, you know, I don't know if that's still going to be on the table or not towards the end of this year. But I didn't. Cashman, I thought was a was definitely a uh, extension candidate four or five weeks ago. His playing time's kind of gone down the past few weeks. After after he came back from the concussion, I don't know if that's a function of playtime. Jake Hansen got a lot of playtime this past weekend. Um, you know, I'd, I've been advocating to see more of Cashman and Hansen and less of of Kirkso, Kirkco out there. So, looks like uh, Christian Harris is going to be able to play this weekend as well. So, you know, at least we see who's going to be under another player under contract for next year. Worst case scenario, he's a very very good special teamer. You know, if he's not one of your starting three linebackers, he's very, very good on special teams. Is John is he another John Simon type? Yeah, I guess that's a fair, fair enough comp. You know, I, I don't think John Simon was as good on the on special teams, but let me get Cashman extension right there. There you go, Cashman extension. There you go, bring him back. What other kind of stuff was floating around out there? Trevor Lawrence made a big comeback this weekend. Yes, he did. Man, that is a Jekyll and Hyde player if I've ever seen one. Some weeks he looks just unbeatable, and some weeks you lose to Houston. And so, yeah, no, that was a fun fun game to watch. I was I was really intrigued by that. And he just was throwing the ball before even players were coming open, just super aggressive. And, you know, I hope hope to see him continue to progress like that. It's it, You know, this, this league needs – some more quarterbacks to take the place. The overall quarterback play this year has just been kind of down across the league, and you need players like Trevor Lawrence to step up and and uh, you know take the place of some of the previous players that were out there. So they got a big one this week, man. That's a big game for those those two teams. That's yeah, a big game for those two teams, Detroit and uh, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is a favorite. Are they? Detroit. I haven't even uh, looked by one point. One point. All right. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a big game for them. And I was glad Jacksonville got the extra win, get a little more cushion on the on the on the win total with the Texans uh, as far as number one pick. But yeah, Trevor yeah. Trevor looked good, and I think he's gonna be fine. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not better. They don't get him going right. Ready type of thing, but I think Trevor's gonna be a good player. Yeah. Jeff Saturday, roses off the bloom there. Couldn't well, manage the clock. I will say this: um, it was disastrous clock management. But if Matt Ryan's going to sell out and tuck it and run on thir- on uh, whatever it was, third and seventeen or whatever, 
man, don't dive early. Get your ass ahead of the uh, line of scrimmage right there because that was that was where it kind of got chaotic. Where and, and and there's really no excuse. You should have called the timeout no matter what. But they wouldn't have they wouldn't have turned the ball over on downs if Matt Ryan, you know, take those extra steps and then dive or whatever. But he he dove. You know, he, he ran 14 yards. Could have easily gotten the 17. And he dove. He is washed, by the way. Mm. That dude is washed up. Yeah, that's Matt another. Ryan. That's another team that's going to be hunting for a quarterback. Yeah, they need one. Yeah, they might need to. They might. That might be, need to be where Derek Carr ends up. Somewhere. That, there. There's a few people that have said that have mentioned that as a, a place for him, or you know, whether they just go straight to the draft because Will Levis might be kind of in the area that they're picking in the first round. Sure. I'm not saying me. I'm just saying that's what I, I read today. Hmm. 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 Maybe they bring back Jacoby. Maybe he's played his way into a return. Yeah. I mean, it's. The Jacoby Brissett return. How long How long was Lovey's deal? That's all I've heard was short term. Short term. I don't know yeah. what the length of it yeah, was. Yeah, we have no idea. Hopefully one year. Combo of D'Amico and Clint Kubiak, Andre Johnson to get sold. <laughs> what is the what is the appeal of Clint Kubiak? I'm not. I mean, I'm not asking. Like outside of the, I don't know. The obvious. I mean, like what, other than his last I, name, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm just. I, I hear the name and stuff, and it's like, well, what what have you what what has he done to make you feel like that's the guy that I want to come in here and oversee Bryce Young? That just seems. It, it seems like kind of. Uh, I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. Cause he called Kubiak. a little bit of plays. Kubiak. I'm rooting for him. And it's part of the, the tree that we always talk about, like indirectly. Kubiak starts at the top. But, yeah. like, as far as actual work. I mean, uh, we I saw him a little bit in Minnesota. He got yeah, to call. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying he, he had a little bit of time in Minnesota. Wasn't anything great. And Hackett just turned over play calling duties to him He's in Denver. Done. So Hackett's done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's if if I'm the Texans, I wait till that's announced, and ten minutes later, I'm announcing Lovey. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know you're serious. I know you're serious. I'm 100 serious. That's not a joke. <laughs> like if because I, I keep hearing about perception and all that. Okay, Hackett gets fired. That's that's the ten minute mark where like ten minutes after Lovey gone. <laughs> the end. Problem solved. You're welcome. You're welcome, Texans. Free advice. Free advice. Free PR advice from Mr. Landry Locker. Free advice. It's good advice. If they it's good advice. If they listen to me and PR, they'd be in pretty good shape right now. Yeah. Actually, if they listen to their PR staff, yeah, they'd I was about be to say, in good shape right now. Omar, no, if, Omar if, knows what he's doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. If they listen to their PR staff, yeah. they would be good. Like Lovey Smith, uh, Jack Easterby. Um, yeah, let me, let, me, let me rephrase that. If they listen to their PR staff, they would be in good shape. Yeah. Don't misquote me on that. Never. Never. Now, maybe like eight years ago, I could have done some PR. Why, why eight years ago? Why not now? Um, Let's get a little handry listry. A little more help eight years ago. Maybe six, seven. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. If there's any other questions, comments, throw them up before we shut it down. It was a crazy evening. God, man. 
You're, you just seem beat down, man. I'm, I'm worried about you. I'm good. Nah, no. you're not. See, that wasn't even convincing. I am, I am good to go, sir. Are we gonna get? Are we gonna get another like guy announcing his retirement? Are you gonna announce your retirement from covering the Texans? Are you gonna like? No, I'm, I'm not go? gonna. I'm not gonna. Are we gonna get a? I felt calling from you about. Nope. You just can't cover just, this team anymore. <laughs> They've worn me down. No. I can't do this anymore. You don't want me to post videos. I'm pushing through, pushing through the pain, looking towards the, the, the little blinking light at the end of the tunnel, hoping it gets bigger. And then whenever, whenever things get back around and uh, start progressing and this team becomes a more functioning organization, a more competitive football team, more exciting exactly. fans start showing up, then – Man, I'll, I'll still be here, and that's the energy I like things, to hear. Things will be rocking and rolling. This channel will be hopping. Your channel will be hopping, and we're we'll, in we'll it be in together, the thick of it. Man. We'll be we're in the in thick it of together. it. Yes, sir. You know it? We're in it together. Yeah. It's all okay. Don't get too defeated. It's, oh, it's, this it's team football. is not going to tear me down. Don't worry about it. I'm good. It's football, man. <laughs> it's a process. It's what a rebuild. It? We've been through it. And that's the thing too, but it's, it's football when you say that. So I. I used to, I would get up five, six years ago. Yeah, I would get a little upset, but now I don't let this team bring me down like that anymore. Look forward to, look forward to every game, man. Look, dive into your fantasy teams, dive into the young stuff. Think about the future. Get excited. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lack of relevance. I agree, but you know what? I'm still going to cover the squad. I'm still going to do yeah. it as good as anyone in the town. And I'm going to keep doing it, and that's what it is. And I don't like when Texans cap seems like he's sad that he has to talk about him for an hour. I'm yeah, not sad know. that I have to talk about him for an hour. I was happy to come on here and talk about him for an hour. I'm excited. Crazy part, up. it's only keep three pumped. years since relevancy. It feels longer Look than three years. Space. Look at that cap space. feels longer than three years. Look at that oncoming cap space. Look at that draft equity. Look at Bryce Young. Percent J.J. Watt comes back. I would say 0.0. Uh, I would say negative 20,000%. What positions do you want the Texans to draft with that second pick in the first round? Running Whoever. Bijan Robinson, running back. Defensive line, running back, wide receiver, edge. I would say I would say wide receiver. Guard, um, I don't care. There's there's the wide receivers are not supposed to be like top ten guys outside of maybe Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Um so that's where you gotta look. Also the uh the first pick of the second round, you could look out for a receiver too. There's gonna be some pretty good receiving options uh in this draft. And there's gonna be some guys, you know, day two that they're gonna be ball players. They're going to be real good ball players. I want offensive playmakers. I'm yeah. not worried about if they want to build the defense, they can figure out the defense. Uh, according, I actually think I actually think just Lovey Smith's departure improves the defense because I think you'll be able to. Hopefully, you bring in a coach that can maximize the guys they got. So I think there's like a natural improvement there. Yeah. I think they need some ballers on offense. They just need some ballers. They need another running back. They need receiver. Um, Maybe an interior O lineman. That's what they need. Uh, Marvin Harrison. He's not eligible, right? Yeah, he's not eligible. He he might be. He might be in the discussion as the number one pick, but that is in 2024. There are so many good players that are not even eligible. Caleb Williams, not eligible. Bowers from Georgia, not eligible. Marvin uh, Harrison, not eligible. So, yeah, two picks in in that draft too, though, man. Woo. Yeah. No, it's. But I want to. I just want. I, I just. 
man, I can't wait for this draft. There's going to be so much debate about Bryce Young. That's going to be like the most ooh. Traits versus traits versus uh, playing ability. It's going to be the uh, topic du jour this for four I'm months. To, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, young Ari going getting mad about. I, I like watching him get mad. Uh, not not mad, but just discuss the Bryce Young thing. I actually enjoy the dialogue. Uh, just from as long as he's not gatekeeping, then we're fine. <laughs> no, nah, but but when he when he he does make good case for like the quarterback stuff, it's look man like I, I like I like the pat. There should be passion for fans. There should be a little bit of anger. Like if you're a Texans fan and you're just happy ho hum, um, I think that's a dangerous. I think that's a dangerous. Yeah, you, uh, territory. Yeah, but as I, a fan, the, I, I think there's going to be some good banner. Yeah, you've got to hold the team accountable and, and expect expect the team to to find ways to improve and get better. No, I don't think there's nobody that's just sitting back Especially saying ho hum. Yeah, it's here. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's just no, I enjoy I enjoy watching yeah. his uh, layout of why he believes they shouldn't take a quarterback. Um, oh, it's fun to see it. I just don't dis- I just don't agree with which is yeah, fine. I don't agree with him on Bryce, but I mean, I like I like the dialogue. I like the banner. I think that we're going to get four months. I think we 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 can use it. Yeah, expectation on Mechie coming back. I haven't really heard much. I mean, he's been around the team. Um. He looks, I mean, looks good and healthy, but I thought, I think he's already, okay, doctor. Fi- I thought he had already finished his, uh, his, uh, treatment, but we'll see. Find out. Ari is a Davis Mills guy. Good on him. It's okay. Sarah will probably act like he, all draft season, he wants to trade back. Well, and you know what? I'm not opposed to that with, with, all the needs and stuff, and I and I think this is I think this is the ultimate debate. And um, yes, I, I hear everyone say, you know, maybe you know, quarterback. If if the tech, if you don't like one of these quarterbacks, you could sit there and you could say, well, we'll take Will Anderson or we'll take, uh, you know, whoever else, the other defensive player. Bottom line is, someone's going to like one of these quarterbacks, and someone's going to be willing to give you a hell of a lot when they fall in love with one of these quarterbacks. And that, and I'm talking multiple first round picks, so you could have six first round picks in the next couple of years tops, maybe even more. Uh, so that's, that's the intriguing option to me. If you don't like a quarterback is go get like trade, trade, trade then. I don't care if you trade with Indianapolis, like trade. Yeah. You're getting a couple of ones cause someone's going to fall in love there. So that, that is, that is the dream scenario. If you don't believe in like Bryce Young or something like that. Yeah. More darts to throw the board. You know, you're not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, if you can get more more chances at it, then more power to you. And I, I agree with you there. If if Bryce Young or CJ Stroud's not the guy, trade back, move out, let somebody else take their chances on it, and you just keep keep building up the rest of the roster and find you another bridge guy in the off season to to play quarterback. Just my concern with that, and I mean, my concern with that is then it kind of puts you in the middle of the pack the following year, assuming the team functions normally in twenty twenty three. And doesn't become another one or two win team, but you know maybe one of those picks you get out. Oh, look, it's Pacey, and uh, maybe it's one of those picks you get get back. End up having some variance to it and slides up the board, and you end up having a top five pick from somebody else. So that's not out of the realm of possibility. You've seen it with Houston with the Tunsil trade. You saw it with Seattle and the Jets on the Jamal uh, Jamal Adams trade. You see it right now with the Saints. I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity there playing playing off variance for sure, and definitely on board with training back, trading back if if the team feels that Young or or Stroud's not the guy. I just 
I just can't see passing up on it at this point. I mean, man, the team they would had another second too, man. You know how awesome that. Oh, if they had another second, two first, two seconds, two thirds in this draft, right? Hmm. Whoo, man! Well, they could have had a second. Man, the Cowboys second could have had a second pretty easily. How Mims, how about Mims from uh, OU? Ooh wee! Stat production's not where it where it should be because of the quarterback play. Little Mims action. A little uh, Gibbs action from um, <laughs> Alabama. Yeah. Man, you, 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 that is playmaker central, that second round right there with the Cowboys. That's where you man. make your hay in this league, man. Second day, day two picks. I've talked about mm-hmm. it before. The cost versus uh, return there is where you can really, really, really improve your roster at a very low cost. No doubt. No diggity, no doubt. They should trade Tunsil. I am not on the trade Tunsil. I'm good. I'm good giving him an extension. And yep. Him chill because he's he actually. I don't think he's going to be discouraged by anything. The, the the dude is all business. I mean, he's going to come in. He's going to be the the highest paid left tackle within within extension. If not, he's like fine, whatever. He's you know he's unfranchised taggable unfranchised taggable in 2024 based on the way the contract is right now and he's just got all the leverage the team the team is going to be very difficult it's going to be very difficult for the team to operate next year with his cap number at 35 million so the team is going to have to do one or the other trade or extension he's got all he's got a ton of leverage there so how do you get a good job negotiating that contract that and then just letting the team restructure his deal back back and back and back and it's just putting all the power back on his side of the table but yeah, he's done well, and he's going to do well again. He's going to be the highest paid left tackle. I'm pretty confident in that. Oh my! Props to him. That move right there with the lack of Cooks trades, why folks were out on the serial deal should have been made. Yeah, we no we yeah. we hammered that here about three weeks ago. Go back Two and ago, yeah. go back so and watch the show, man. It we were not kind. <laughs> Last one, Bryce Young with Pierce and Bijan in the backfield would be a good start. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Landry yeah. might hurt himself. Yeah. Nice. It's good. It's good. One A, one B, right there. Yeah. And how I feel about running backs. Cap hates them, but you know, it's okay. No, I don't hate them. I'm just not much on like first rounders, backs. but hey. I like running backs. Cap yeah. hates them. It's cool. Yeah. All right. All right, sir. You got anything else? I don't, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you coming on. Everybody listening in, I appreciate all the tons of interaction on the on the comment section on the YouTube channel tonight. Really appreciate all that. A lot of good listener count keeps going up week by week, so it tells me we're doing something right. Everybody's coming in and listening and having a good time, so a lot of good comments. Except Folks, you. We'll chat afterwards. Um <laughs> With that, I appreciate I appreciate everybody listening in. I appreciate all the time. Landry, hope you have a good evening, sir, and I will see you this weekend. All right. Later. See you.